0: Hello and welcome to our first episode in Trump's New America. I'm so excited. We have environmental advisors who don't believe in environmental protection, energy advisors who don't believe in energy regulation, and telecom advisors who don't believe telecom monopolies are a thing. God willing, we can find a Supreme Court justice who literally does not believe in the law. Then we can round out this new circle of hell. But for someone who supported Bernie Sanders, I'm actually not that upset. Or at least, I'm not as upset as the others I know. Truth be told, I don't think most people who voted for Trump are racist, sexist, or any other type of bigot. They're just tired. They're exhausted, they're overworked, and they feel maligned, just like the rest of us. The difference is that they simply have precedent on their side. They had the idea of the American dream. They had the idea to make America great again. See, many years ago, the white middle class was strong and thriving. Today, the middle class for all races has all but disappeared. To white America, the benefits they once had were transformed, they were handed off to minorities, to people of color, through affirmative action. So of course they flock to a man who promises to make America great again. See, the problem for the rest of us is that making America great again is a return to the status quo that we once had. It takes rights from minorities, from people of color, from women, all in order to return power to the middle class white male. And it is easy to see why the middle-class white male would feel so disenfranchised now. He used to have so much more power. But the power vacuum that is felt across middle-class white America isn't caused by minorities. It's caused by the wealthy, like Donald Trump, like Hillary Clinton. When people voted for Trump, they weren't voting against women. They weren't voting against Mexicans. They weren't voting against Muslims. For the most part, some of them were. Most of them were voting for jobs, for a stronger economy for a better life for themselves and their children, all these things that we want. They were doing it at the expense of women, of people of color, of other religions. But that wasn't their goal. The thing that people didn't understand is that the American dream is a dream that was intended and based on straight, white, Christian men. A vote for Trump essentially stated that civil liberties gained over the last decades were not as important to people as their own job. America isn't straight, white, and Christian any longer. It is more a melting pot now than it ever has been. And can we really call it the American dream if we're willing to leave so many Americans behind? But that's all over now. We can't move back. This isn't the end of the world except for the whole climate change thing. It'll be okay. We just have to remember that we are not each other's enemies. The politicians are. So, I've been gone for a while. A little over a month ago, my friend lost her job and she moved into my house. And that has thrown me completely off my game. I have literally, in all my life, never conceived that people could live this way. This isn't a judgement, it's just a statement of fact. I love this woman and I think I'm gonna lose my mind. Here's an ordinary day for her. She wakes up at 2pm, she goes out on a date. She comes back, she eats my food, she dresses like a schoolgirl, she goes out on another date. I'm not being sassy here, I mean she actually puts on a schoolgirl costume. She brings a date home, they have loud, angry sex until 4 in the morning, her date leaves, she jumps online to do a cam show, she eats more of my food, she passes out, rinse, repeat. And I've never seen anything like it. She stacks three dates a day, every day a week. And you know what, I'm not judging because that's great. If they're feeding her, then I don't have to. But that's such an alien, incredibly foreign concept to me. I've never let someone so much as buy me a drink, let alone a meal. And I'm talking people I'm in actual relationships with. To be sure, that's the other end of an uncomfortable spectrum, but this girl has had my dates by her breakfast. And I'm being honest when I say that I had no idea that people live like this. Because growing up, I was always the provider. Hell, even my parents wouldn't always buy food for me when I was a kid. I had to either steal it or figure out some other way to avoid starvation. The idea of not being entirely self-sufficient is absolutely paralyzing to me. And the thing that's weirder is that this is a new idea of feminism, not the new idea of feminism, just a sub-branch of feminism. This idea that we women can get whatever we want out of life, but still get the benefits of chivalry. My best friend is married and has a career and is an independent woman, even the type of person most people would call a social justice warrior. But she refuses to take the trash out or mow the lawn because it's a man's job. Then we have my roommate, who now believes strongly in women's rights and sexual autonomy, but she also still believes that it's her right to have all her food and drinks paid for by whatever man she's with. And it gets into this really weird territory that we don't seem as women to want to address. We don't want to address it because we don't want the other side to be right about anything. And don't get me wrong, there's the other direction too. I know women who are primary breadwinners and they still have to take care of their household because it's women's work. But neither of these things are proper or right. We need to start really analyzing the things that we're doing and our own cultural norms. We, both men and women, need to stop being selfish. Because that's really what it is at its core, human selfishness. Nothing more complex than that. When you look at things at a certain light, you can see why young men now are feeling disenfranchised. And there's this tendency to argue that nothing really changes and that things today are about the same as yesterday. But there really is something strange going on in the way that we now build relationships. As Americans, we prize independence and personal autonomy above everything else. Our generation has an entire litany of entitlements and wishy-washy creeds. Let's take this new concept of relationship anarchy which is what my roommate is attempting now. Relationship anarchy is essentially the opposite of anarchy. Rather than finding one partner to fulfill your needs, you find many partners for each individual need to suit yourself, it's very structured. And this is so uniquely selfish in a bizarre, self-liberating way, where we decide that we can pick and choose what parts of a person that we like and which parts of a person that we discard. And if you remotely suggest how empty and hollow the entire thing sounds, then you are an enemy of sexuality. You are an enemy of feminism and you are an enemy of openness and enlightenment. There's the most bizarre intolerance towards anything that might suggest that you need to make sacrifices, put in hard work, or even truly care for another person. Instead of dates, people go on group hangouts. Instead of being in a relationship, people create arbitrary lists of boundaries and restrictions. And above all, there is this pervasive fear, the fear of missing out. Because that's the culture we have now. The culture where there's always something better just down the road, a sequence of endless digital people displaying nothing but their best selves, and it seems to be so incredibly enticing compared to the flesh and blood lying beside you. We are a disposable culture, and we have become disposable people. But maybe that's not such a terrible thing. Things are harder now, but in a different way. 80 years ago, your dating pool was 5 people, and you chose the best one out of the 5, and you hoped for the best. And you know what? It was mostly okay. Today your dating pool is 5,000 people, and you'll choose 50 out of those, and maybe one will stick and maybe one won't. It will still be, as it was, mostly okay. Alright guys, despite all that, have a fantastic night. I'm back, tune in Monday through Friday at 6pm o'clock central, and follow me on Twitter at jkiloindia, and on the web at cyborgdingo.com.